0: Welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Mister Benjamin <laughs> Bateman. Yes,
1: I am here, and uh, Alex and I have re- we've regained our friendship after last night. You didn't. Uh, it was a really, it was a timely, stupid six mana planeswalker that should never be played in constructed decks, but somehow Alex justifies playing against really efficient blue spells that are always better. Somehow he managed to win that battle, and it was on camera, and I was furious. And days I days.
0: quit the podcast live on air. I yeah. was, this I was, is, this is actually I was now livid. Uh, the masters my... of angry at each other, modern <laughs> podcast where we uh, are no longer friends because I just <laughs> trounced Ben with a, a I uh, uh, whatever the modern, the, the war of the spark one is. I have to tell you, I think it's funny in, I'm, I'm a
1: pretty calm person in my life. Like I, I really don't get angry very often. I never get in fights, almost never raise my voice. There is, like, almost nothing that makes me as angry (laughs) as a misplay into losing. That's, like, that one, that one, like, if I make, like, a stupid misplay, and then I look at the board, I'm like, the rest of this game is useless because I made this play. I often will just concede the game on the spot because I get so mad. Or if it's just my opponent draws well against me, (laughs) and I liked liked the cards I had, like, I thought that I had it, (laughs) like, I'm, like, and I'm, like, having, like, a superiority complex of, like, these two mana blue counterspells and these flyers are better than your six drops. How am I losing? I'm
0: so mad, and that's what happened last. So, night. so, 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 what Ben is talking about is uh, last night we streamed after. So every Monday night we're doing an eight thirty, uh, or, or actually we might be doing it early now. So I guess that's the official announcement for today. We're we're doing a seven
1: seven thirty
0: commander stream on my my Twitch channel and, and the Masters of Modern YouTube channel. Uh, we had um, Chase uh, from Mana Curves and Jess from Inkling Customs on. Excuse me. Yesterday played three games commander. It was crazy. Ben tried his new deck. He comboed off twice because he's a monster. Uh, and then, uh, kind of the tradition is, is after we're done with the commander stream, uh, Ben starts up his, uh, arena stream and, and I raid, uh, him and he, he goes and does, uh, magic arena stuff. So every Monday there's a ton of magic content we're doing. Um, last night, uh, I decided to stick around because me and Ben uh, and and uh, the Kes Friends group and Michael and uh, a bunch of other of our friends have restarted kind of the Highlander Roulette format we talked about, but on Arena. And it's been really kind of a positive response and we wanted to show it off. And um, so we played two games uh ben only has one deck in his wheel so far so he gets to play the same deck every time with all his good cards and i had to kind of randomize the wheel i was playing against him uh game one i won uh using a deck that he would have loved i played blue red blue red tempo wizards and sweet, yeah. and just like one in the way that ben respects and then game two i was playing black red aristocrats Uh, Hopefully, Marshall can post the list here, um, which I've shared in the Discord, which we'll also share a link in the description for for the uh, Highlander Arena Gauntlet um, uh, format Discord. You can find games and and rules and stuff there. And uh, Ben has it for most of the game. He he got like a turn... three the blue planeswalker from m yeah mu like uh the, and like has like two four four heron spirits in play and i like have nothing and then like i'm like barely staying alive like using a loop with gray merchant um and Phyrexian rebirth and just like i'm dead on board and he thinks he has it gets me to one life that i've been able to like eke out using it like just like correctly sequencing which card i'm sacrificing with the witch's oven and then just drop Liliana um, for more of the spark, make him sack for two to his two threats. And then he like actively can't do anything to the, the game. Uh, it was like, it
1: was like, it was like close too. I like had, I had like so many almost opportunities to win the game. And it was just, it was the ultimate level of frustrating. I have to say two days in a row, I had experiences playing movie Yanling where I was like pretty convinced that I had it. and I actually think that card is, great it's really good It's for those that don't remember it's it's a three mana mythic planeswalker that comes down but that ac- doesn't actually create any value when it comes down because it comes down mana. at three loyalty yeah it's blue blue one and it comes down at three loyalty and it's it's plus two is uh, up blue, to one target creature gets minus two minus two, uh, two uh, oh till the next turn but then it has a minus three of creative four four and the minus eight is like you get a something good but uh it's interesting because you have to sequence the card in such a way in a blue deck where you like make sure it's not getting attacked and you make three, three, four, fours. But then like, if you want to keep using it, it's like a very careful balance. And I've had a couple times now where I feel like I've navigated that card so carefully and I've like put myself in position to win and then I've barely lost. And I'm like so mad. And I'm just like, but I played Mu Yanling so well. How did I lose after playing this Planeswalker so well? Anyway.
0: That's the, beginning of the episode. Uh, I eked you out with card advantage and used my life total in a way that gained me an advantage to then eventually trick you into double countering a spell and then was able to follow the next turn up with the Liliana that uh, dominated the game and then won me uh, the match and, you didn't and trick anything, I knew exactly what was coming, but I, I... I got you to pay two, burn two of the counter spells you had in your hand that could do anything to me On one spell that, like, didn't matter. (laughs) They were useless counterspells, though. I've been holding them all
1: game, and they weren't doing anything. I, like, was hoping that you were going to be like, hmm, I better not pay for the second one.
0: One of them was blue-blue one cycle, right? Oh, yeah, and then did you have, like, a counterspell for my counterspell or something? No, no, so you... I played... um, I I replayed Gray Merchant, and then you countered it with the one-mana, if I don't pay two, whatever, and then the, like, the, uh, wasn't Grey Merchant. Oh, 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 it was the one mana, uh, if I sacrifice a creature, I can do two damage to anything, for two mana. Uh, from, from, um. Oh, sure. The, 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 the it's munition one red, something. One red enchantment has the new red Planeswalker, uh, two mana, two colors mana, sacrifice a creature, um, due to two damage to any target. So I, I, that was one mana, forced you, and then you countered it with the counter non-creature spell, unless they pay two for one mana. I, paid for that and then you countered it with um the cancel effect um because if i got to top well, yeah. of that i like was able to, to not i was able to win not win the game but i could just eat your herons for days and then um but you did it to time walk me because you knew that i wouldn't be able to do anything that turn got me to one because it was able to kind of stabilize with uh, uh, with, food, with a food token, and then I had Liliana in hand um
1: yeah Marshall you can cut out the vast majority of us trying to remember the game offhand but uh it no. was very it was extraordinarily frustrating and now and now and now here we are on the podcast I, I didn't actually quit the show my twitch stream, my twitch uh they, they all thought that I had quit they thought that I was done with the podcast but then today we are going to be talking a bit about historic because uh even though this is the Classically, the Masters of Modern, uh, we have been talking a lot about other formats. There are other formats that are kind of popping up now, becoming very prominent. And unfortunately, you know, Paper Modern, which is classically how we played it, is like not really something that gets to exist at the moment. So... Um, we have been playing Commander. We have been drafting more. We have been playing Historic more. Um, And, And you know, talk about those formats.
0: Yeah, and there's big news for kind of arena-based Historic events where the Amonkhet Remasters is being previewed right now. So today's episode is going to be going over kind of the different cards being added, how we think they're going to affect uh, Historic and Gladiator and all of the kind of formats that we play, uh, Highlander uh, Arena Gauntlet Hag. If you will. <laughs> uh, and uh, also the fact that they're adding cards that weren't in Amencat directly to Arena. So they're kind of doing the same thing they did. I mean like it, it does it doesn't affect you too much other than for the limited formats that they're creating around this set. but for the world of um, you know, the same way they did historic anthology, the same way they did jumpstart, they're just adding a, like, really powerful, it looks like about two cards per color combo, uh, per color, not color combo, uh, just for per color, uh, that weren't in the original Amenket, though most of them were invocations. There's one so far in green that wasn't an invocation, uh, that we'll get into, and, and I can imagine There being a few other, um, and I'm pretty excited about that one. And then, and then, so it's possible we're going to speculate. So we haven't seen the red gold or artifact cards yet. Um, And we'll speculate on what those could be uh, at the end of the podcast. And we're going to literally find out tomorrow. So. When you guys all listen to this, you'll be able to tell us how wrong or right we were. But um...
1: yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty interesting place to be with a new format, because if you kind of compare historic and and we're going to get into all of this, but if you compare historic and the way that they're releasing it and sort of rolling it out, when it was announced that historic was going to be something you could do on Arena, it felt like it was coming in a time where magic was trying a lot of different stuff they had been pushing arena for a minute um obviously pioneer i think had been announced or it was announced shortly thereafter modern had been the format we were focused on for a long time but it did feel like historic's card pool was a little shallow so it was going to be fun but it was going to kind of just feel a little bit like extended or something because it was going to be like you know basically like 10 sets and very quickly we got the historic anthology series so they could quickly inject new cool cards then recently we got jumpstart and now with this Amicant invocations thing and what they've added to it it does look like they've decided, you know what, this is working. We really want to make this more exciting. So let's find a way to put even more pop into this release. Because when it, I think when we thought we were getting Amonkhet, you and I were both kind of like, yeah, it will be like, you know, a few cool cards in there, like cards we like, some gods like approach the second Sunday. But there's cards we like that were cool, but we didn't think we were getting the stuff they started previewing because the stuff they started previewing is like high powered legit. Well,
0: and I think I think Amonkhet has some really powerful cards, right? Like uh, Amonkhet is famous for being... Like a, an amazing draft format, which I know the remaster set was trying to recapture in a new way. There's a bunch of really powerful cards. There's cool, you know, casual cards like Anointed Procession is one of them, right? That I'm pretty excited about. Uh, our actual preview card for Amonkhet, Aven Mind Sensor, is definitely one of the ones that I'm pretty hyped. Just being able to get, you know, stop. You know, fetchlands are a pretty significant part of the format. The mana fixing so bad that you have to be playing, um, uh, not uncharted territory, but uh the 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 the. the like really good Terramorphic Expanse. Um, uh, there's like one in modern and one in standard that I'm forgetting, but you know, you have to play with there, people are playing with tutors. People are playing with ways to search your deck. Um, and, and having even mind sensor is, is definitely a benefit, um, especially also against just like the field of the dead decks that are out there that like, if you're not using Uro, you're using different ramp spells. And so this lets you kind of counteract those in a way that I think is going to be helpful. Um, you know, the, the the one of the cool mechanics just in general is embalm, right? Like embalm there's so many cool flashback variants in in historic and on arena right now that it's like there's definitely a lot of cool different places you can play in the like self-mill play cards. You have escape, now you have embalm. You're gonna have um like this set's funny because there are two different flashback variants, right? You have embalm and then you have aftermath um so there's like two different versions of flashback um and i'm I'm starting with white mostly because that's where we're at and we can kind of get there dust from dawn is a really powerful board wipe spell um and then uh getting of the trials is another card that i'm pretty hyped about um i mean you and i were like so stoked when they previewed getting the trials i think what's going to be very
1: interesting to see how this starts to roll out because what this signals to us what they're doing here with amonkhet is that if they're willing to put in an extra two or three or four powerful cards to this remaster it kind of means that and we didn't see this coming we didn't know this was happening and this is off the heels of jumpstart like a month ago the third anthology was like a few months ago it does sort of feel like every release in in arena that they're going to they're going to code in they're going to find a way to throw in a dozen cards or a few more that are really significant to keep it interesting and that's not really the same thing they're able to do at the same rate in paper magic they've never been able to plan and 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 make those decisions so close to at least we're assuming they're making them close to it feels like they're making them closer to and so i think what it does mean is that we're going to see the power level of historic increase drastically every every few months uh you know we haven't talked about it yet we will get to it but like there are a few cards in here that feel like they're modern staples like they're legitimate. They are the defining well, well, cards in modern.
0: So in white, the the so so basically it looks like and I think I'm correct in this, there are two cards per color so far that have been previewed um that are were not in Omniket originally and the, and and both of these are like pretty legitimate right the first one is rest in peace which is a big win right like if you want to tool a tool to fight against yeah. uro it's kind of to me one of the arguments for like why some of some cards may not have been banned as as things were going but it it's it's a great tool to be able to fight graveyard hates that that uh, the format definitely needed and then uh, the other one which is another really good answer card is Wrath of God. Literally like the classic classic Wrath of God, most yeah. Most efficient board wipe. Uh maybe not yeah, uh, arguably I guess most efficient, like Terminus is out there, but um just like the the purest board wipe in Wrath of God. Um and so both of these cards like offer a lot of really cool tools. I mean white in general is in historic hurting for a board wipe, right? The best two are the uh destroy all creatures if someone has to got out of this guy and and then um uh the 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 Black one? No, no, no. Well there's like there's like the all those have kind of loopholes. The 5 mana destroy all creatures or artifacts and enchantments, right? That's the Yeah, the ones that people play
1: are like there's the, there's the red red to four damage to creatures and planeswalkers there's shadow of the sky, which is the best one. There's the strangle and uh, something in soot. Uh,
0: the yep. black one minus three, all creatures three or less die. PMC three um, or less. There's, there's like I a few random like, ones, but none of them are like, like, like Quake. there's like,
1: um, yeah, there's like a few. And there, and there's also like the cheaper ones too. You can play mutilate or no, you can't play mutilate. You can, but you can play like cry of the carnarium or, uh, yeah, so th- th- none of them are great. Settle Wrath of God settle is n- maybe the
0: most powerful, but it's not really a board yeah. wipe. It's kind of a weird.
1: Yeah, 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 and and definitely, it feels like Wrath of God is a massive upgrade. <laughs> like like, granted, it's just as counterable. Uh, like I earlier today, I definitely spell pierced a settle or a. a but that's a good, Sky, right? Like, I... like,
0: not everything needs to be Supreme verdict.
1: Yeah, 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 Verdict is, like, its own unique beast. Um, so. And then,
0: and, like, there's, like, weird stuff. Like, Solemnity is now a card to just keep an eye on. Like, at some point, it might just go infinite with something. Um, I think there is an infinite combo. It's just, like, expensive in the format. Um, And then the card that I've seen the most conversation around is Approach of the Second Sun, right? Which is, like, the one of the best control finishers from its standard, standard era. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see uh what that can do out of white um cast out is another card i'm really excited about the yeah i like cast mana, that a lot Format flash uh, uh exile uh it's it's a it's a it's an o-ring so exile creature and then or exile permanent and then if uh it leaves the battlefield you return it and you, but it has cycling one so it's always just like not as dead if you've already gained control over the format i know people are really excited about crested sunmare which is the horse tribal card <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, three white white <laughs> other horses you control have indestructible at the beginning of the end step. If you gain the life this turn, create a five five white horse creature token. Uh, the key there is more that it's like a life gain. Make five fives, which is like not hard to do. Uh, I mean, I can talk towards the The there is definitely Soul Sisters decks in this format, and this is a top end. Card. Oh, yeah. Does a lot of work. Um
1: I mean, Soul Sisters sees that that Soul Sisters deck sees a lot of play. It's definitely like one of the favorite. Because it gets out of hand really fast, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and they are they play. I think it's Resplendent Angel, or it's uh, it's it's the three mana one, the white white three for the three three. That if you've gained, I think five or more life, create a four four end of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has that five mana ability on it, and that that feels kind of similar. There's also there's also like the, uh, the 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 Griffin one, Griffin Area, I think it's called for two. That if you've gained like three or more life, you make a two to end of turn. So there's there's more of that that's popping up in the format, and so it seems like this. Horse Tribal Card is is more in line with it, but it is five,
0: you know. It's, right, it's a little more expensive. Beyond that, we have As for and Sensor. Uh, so now we're in blue, right? So that's white. Um, or I guess, I guess, is there a card that you would like to see added to white that was not added here in the future that isn't in kind of one of the sets that it would normally show up in?
1: Yeah, I, I think you could. I think I think there are some. I, so so okay, if you take like the strongest white removal spell ever. Uh, swords. swords to Plasters is probably and path would be second probably and we've had path in modern for years i don't really want to format that we have path yet i think that feels too strong so for me it feels like probably one of those one of those like condemn sunlance like those types of cards if we could get one of those printed in I think I'd be cool with it. I like one mana interaction I just I'm I would be happier that it's like a conditional one mana interaction like like Sunlance I think would be a great card like I think Sunlance would be a super fun so- easy Go ahead.
0: No, no, yeah,
1: I finish. Easy. I just think it'd be like a fun, easy printing. I like, because because one of the things in Magic that I like the most is I'm just a really big fan of, like, play this thing, and then all of the spells you play in the game make this thing better, whether it's, like, Thermal Alchemist Untapped, or it's, like, Young Pyromancer, or it's Monster Mentor. like, I love cards like that. It's one of my favorite types of strategies to play, and I really like it when every color has cheap, cool, interactive, marginal advantage spells that they can get. Even green, um, and so when white has like a conditional soft piece of removal like Sunlands for one white, I'm all about it. Like I would love to play like Jeskai Thermo Alchemist with Sunlands. That seems great like I, I'm, I' I love that
0: yeah yeah i I agree what with, with everything you said, but Path being too, I think it should just be path. (laughs) Uh I think path should just be in the format. Yeah, I think that a strength of modern is that the red, white, and black, the colors that are good at killing things, all have uh different ways that they are good at killing things in the format. And I think a flaw of Pioneer is that fatal, like black is the only one, right? Like black, like red doesn't have lightning bolt, Mm. path doesn't exist. Black has Fatal Push and Thoughtseize, which pushes like all of the interaction to that color combo, which means the format I think is pretty stalted because of that. I think that white having access to path. I think path is one of the fairest removal spells ever printed. Uh, hmm, like, interesting. Honestly, I think path and lightning bolt are two perfect magic cards. The fact that you kill a threat but they get a land out of it is like, obviously, you're coming off a little bit on the better side. Like, you're getting a mana advantage. But in the long run, they're getting a mana advantage. It's way worse early game. So, it's application against aggro decks is debatable. So, I I, I think it's just like a very, very, very cool card that's never too good for a format. Um, Even when it was like standard legal, like, jund was the best deck (laughs) fairies was the best deck before it so it was kind of like it's very good right and 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 i think it's a powerful card but i think it's it's something that like is perfect to have in the format and that i think would be the number one card i'd want added um beyond beyond path i I think
1: think
0: yeah before you move on from it
1: i just don't think that like we've talked about for years right there's like the glue that holds modern together there's like a few things, right? It's like the 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 shock fetch mana base is like makes it so you can kind of play whatever color you want. It obviously has evolved and developed, but like classically, that's what it was. And then the pieces of interaction, the cheap pieces of interaction for one mana that each color had, those were like very staple things. You could chain together a few of them. So like look at like the Mardu Pyromancer decks that eventually just became popular. It was just because like you could play the three things you're talking about in the same deck and young Pyromancer existed. So like you just got lots and lots of value off of these already very cheap, efficient things. I think There are other cards that have been printed over the years that feel like they've become staples. I think if you go to those two mana value creatures, those are all really good. But the more of those things you put into Historic, the less different from Modern it's going to feel. And I think it needs some time. I don't want it to feel like Modern yet. It needs to... I don't want people to have it.
0: There's a bunch of cards that make it different than Modern. a like Lightning Bolt still wouldn't exist, though we're going to get to Red, and I want Lightning to bolt this, and I'm kind of hoping it's the card (laughs) they have. But also... Like, I, I, I disagree on Modern Pyramancer. P- Modern Pyromancer exists because Faithless Looting was able to discard Light and Lingering Souls, right? Like, uh, like the, the interaction between those two cards were the reasoning behind why that deck did well. The fact that it got to play any of the three best removal spells helped, but it also didn't even play all of them, right? It, it got to pick and choose, which is a versatility uh, metagame call power thing, uh, but it, I don't think that's, like, why the deck exists. The deck doesn't exist now, and it hasn't lost access to any of those cards. Uh, the thing it lost looting, access yeah, to yeah, is yeah, Faithless looting. looting, and that just murdered the deck immediately. It was just, like, a, what advantage can you gain in these three colors from discard? Um, I, I think that, like, I don't know, I think I think Pioneer is inherently flawed because it doesn't have good interaction outside of black. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's true. Um, And maybe it's not Path, but then I want Path Three or I want swords. Three, right? We got path. Give us, give us historic path. Um, I think one of the problems oh, like standard. Print, like, print, called...
1: like you're saying, like print a new card. Sure. What is it? What? What is the new? What is the? So what is the one, less good that that a path?
0: Instant white speed exile. Right. So I mean, I guess it could be sorcery path to exile. Right. That's like. Is it?
1: Could it just be an exile target creature? Uh, one white put one card from your hand on the bottom of your library as an additional cost or something. Maybe
0: sure is that good that's, enough? i think that in, bad. and white it's weird because white has trouble with card advantage anyways so maybe that is a fair or maybe it's like two and a white exile instant you may put a card from your hand under your library to make this cost two less something along those lines something in the like world of like i don't think a cost i don't think that card's good enough if you can't cast it with an empty hand what if it's what if it's
1: one white exile target creature instant your opponent gains 10 life
0: I think that's better than path, worse than swords.
1: Because life versus land, what if it's 20 life? What if it's like, so they, it's literally like for one
0: white, they get their life total. back. I think that's bull silly. I don't think that card would ever exist. I mean, yes, that's better than, that is worse than path to exile. But I think that card is dumb from the perspective. Not that like, like, it's like, it's like silly and wizards wouldn't print it. (laughs) It, you, you would just you would pair it with false care and then you would just kill them <laughs> yeah, yeah there's like weird it's like it'd be weird i i think like it's like kind of like the same reason that like even like you had to have blasphemous act had to be a very specific set they wouldn't do like do 20 damage to every creature unless it was like a ridiculous right. moment um i don't know i don't know what a fixed path is maybe maybe it's two mana right just path to exile but cost one and a white like that that would be fine to me uh, um, and they kind of printed stuff similar. They printed the overload one in, um, yeah, modern horizons. um on Mar- modern horizons. That card's dope. Uh, I would love that card just to be added. I guess that's like the third one, right? Just path exists and it's in modern horizon. So it can't exist that All right. So blue cards, <laughs> um, uh, as for told is back. There's not, you mentioned that earlier, not a whole lot that you can do. I'm excited to see our, uh listeners tell us what card you do get to play for free or that's cool with as for told. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um yeah, I mean there's not there's not a great number of options. I think
1: that you get a little more of like the traditional value of As for Told, which is just like if your deck is stock full of one and two mana like card advantage interaction type of things and you just cast it, it's kind of like getting like a Phyrexian arena, which is actually legal. Uh but it's kind of like getting that in blue in, in some ways. Um, but it is like you it does feel like you need that. That thing, that thing that pushes it over the top, mm-hmm. um, which but, makes as for told, that that's like a card to keep your eye on, but it's not a right now
0: card. So, so interesting enough, looking at blue, I realized there is actually three different flashback mechanics in this set. Cause there is embalm, internalize, and uh aftermath. So embalm was in Amoncat and Internalize was an hour of devastation. It was like the evolution of that mechanic, and it's basically the same, except of getting a token of exactly that card, you're getting exactly a four-four every time. So there's a lot of like power and toughness changing shenanigans that happen with the cards um before we get to that uh uh, cy- uh, uh sensor um with cycling that's obviously a card uh um, it's
1: not like a. I, I think i don't think sensor is a card that's going to make a big impact in the format but it's a card that i like spells. a lot
0: yeah i think it's yeah, for sure. in cycling think... decks right that's the one place where this is a one mana cycling card that like sometimes if i needed to be a counter spell it can be there's enough things i mean <laughs>
1: You have plenty of ways to put stuff into your graveyard in like the Uro decks, but it is like a decent thing to like play on the margins of your mana in those escape decks. Like whether it's like the Grixis escape deck with Kroxa or it's the one with Uro. it's not a bad card to have that that, that costs the same as Growth Spiral to so just be able to like get them end of turn when they think you're going to cast Growth Spiral and just have Force Spike. But then also when you put a bunch of tap lands in the and play off an Uro, like you happen to have one blue open, you cycle it and now you can get another Uro for cheaper later, like. There's not a lot of you know delve type of strategies people are playing right now in Historic yet, but I do like it for the format.
0: And, and that's why I think Cycling is the deck that it has. Between the Cycling Tribal cards from Ikoria and the Cycling Tribal cards from this, there is now such a glut of good Cycling cards and even Cycling Matter cards that you can do... I think really fun things, uh, with, with that. And that, that deck was already kind of a thing, right? It's like a little bit of a thing in standard now add all these cards in historic. And I think you really power level it to be able to do cool stuff. Um, uh, commit to memory is a card that is coming back that I'm super hyped for. Um, what does, what does this card do again? Is this the, commit, is this the white commit, blue commit, one or the white or the blue, blue one? It's the blue, blue one. And commit is uh four mana uh return target permanent or spell uh and put it fourth from the top I believe uh, of target player's uh, library and then uh aftermath for six you get uh uh time time spiral you get time spiral you each player shuffles their deck in hand into their library and draws seven cards. Yeah that card's sweet
1: that, uh, that card's cool it's yeah, definitely happening in my
0: graveyard. Underpowered I've like um, defeated you with this card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's there's a few other cards. I think I think like blue in this set is marked by being like just a little bit less than what you want, but has but has like nice like interplay, I guess, is probably the way that I would like mostly describe it. It Every every effect in blue feels sort of similarly, which is like censored exactly that. Commit to memory feels like it's just a little underpowered, but it's sweet what it does. Champion of Wits is another one kind of similarly.
0: Um, wow.
1: Curator of Mysteries is is a card for me in blue that I like a lot.
0: I mean, yeah, the, the one blue cycle, another cycling card. Obviously, Drakehaven is one of the big payoffs now for cycling. That's kind of what cycling is missing currently, is there's not a good reason to cycle cards. Um And Drakehaven is a really, really good payoff now that there's so many one-mana colorless um, uh, options that you can just literally, if you get Drakehaven in play... You have two mana, two, two flyers that draw you a card with 90% of the other cards you're playing in the format. Cause it also, this, cause historic has the cycle lands that neither formats had originally. So this, this like layers a lot of that on top of each other. Um, you also get stuff like hieroglyphic illumination, which is one of the better draw two cards for four mana yep. ever printed, uh, with cycling attached. Um, Jace and Kefnet are back, but, uh, the cards that They're I'm fine. most excited about are, is, uh, that aren't new cards cuz we're trying to avoid those to get started uh did you did you see the nimble the nimble obstruction oh stuff? dude uh, n- nimble obstructionist nimble for me obstructionist is is, is, is right corner? up there that's like you know i love that card my my favorite one of my favorite genres of cards in magic is a flash three mana blue flyer <laughs> that has some yeah. other ability attached to it and that's Vendillion click that's uh the the the, the octopus from the, the yeah, mutate C-dasher. octopus That's uh, the 3 1 Bounce Fairy, Adventure Fairy, like all that whole genre. Of I, there needs to be a good name. In fact, Masters of Honor, people, if you're watching this right now, uh, and this is kind of a reminder before we get into the new cards added into blue, um, please comment below. Uh, it helps with the algorithm. It like it makes it so these videos do better. We love that. Like all the comments from last time uh, was was so sweet. I like couldn't like literally like had to tweet some of them out. It was so awesome. Thank you so much for all the comments last week. Um, and the thing to talk about is what is a good name for the Vendillion Click family of cards? The three mm. mana flash um blue creature with a alternative casting cost or another thing that it does. Um, I, I, I love that.
1: those cards. I love those cards with all of my heart. Because like, like, there's hate it, bears. What are these? Yeah, well I, I think I think the weird thing about these cards is that so V-Click always costs three, right? And and, and Nimble Obstruction has always costs three. Brazen borrower costs two sometimes when you use it as a spell. So it does feel like it's kind of in a slightly different class though. I, I would still include it in the same category though. I, I agree with you.
0: It's, it's, um, it's their flash three drops that do something. I don't know if they always need an alternative casting cost or like, I, I like that. It's all different, but they all feel like a a family. Yeah. Unit. Vizier, Vizier of many faces is like the clone that embalms, which is cool, uh, which is also good with Garuda, right? Like more clones with Garuda that are four drops are interesting. Uh, uh, Michael will swear by Vizier of Tumbling Sands. Oh, great. That's a word that I'm never going to say correctly. <laughs> we also got the Hexproof Cycler, the blue one, but the two new cards. The first one is Pact of Negation. This is a
1: crazy surprise for me. I, I, I like, granted, Pact of Negation is only a card that matters in most formats if you have the ability to have a really oppressive combo that just having a free spell is great around. Because you're never almost going to pay the five. Like you, ha- I have in the past, but like the one thing that is getting added to the format that pairs well with Pact is Gideon, um, which is really interesting that they they are putting these two in together. Because I think it does add a really cool wrinkle that is just weak enough that I know that there will be some decks that take advantage of those two cards together, and I'm actually pretty excited for that. So, which blue card would you add? To all right. So the question is the question is kind of this: um, a I think Snapcaster is a sweet card and I think like the spells in this format are not powerful enough yet that I'm worried about Snapcaster being legal yet. So it makes me feel like playing blue decks. It would just be fun to have like snapping a quench or something or like a lofty denial or something is fine, I guess. Um, or a better cantrip. I would like, it It would actually be sort of cool. I feel like because in modern, which is a lot of historic players now, you know, our former modern players, uh, it would be kind of cool if they just like printed preordain <laughs> or like ponder, like, like, like a really good
0: cantrip into blue. Like, I'd be way all about that. I think they're like really happy with opt. I think there's just a little too many things that could go wrong. And like, and the idea is historic eventually does include cards that will make that go wrong. And as is, there's stuff that like, like, uh, 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 the storm card from the through the breach or whatever breach, uh, not through the breach. Um, which one? Breach of the Underworld? Underworld Breach? Underworld Breach. Under- under- underworld Breach, Breach yeah. and stuff like that that I, like, makes me a little worried about can cantrips like that. I think I'm, and, and with Snapcaster Mage, I love Snapcaster Mage. I'm here for Snapcaster Mage all day. Top top end would play that in any format. I think the problem with Snapcaster Mage is just a little too that to me defines modern more. That to me more than path is a card that defines the play styles of modern. Even though like people have joked that Snapcaster Mage is boomer um, uh, uh, boomer Mystic Sanctuary. <laughs> Um, yeah, that is fine. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that the card in blue that I'd want to see more than kind of anything else, I think I'm leaning more towards something on the lines of like a um, four man Venser. Oh, interesting.
1: I said, is that because Riptide Laboratory is legal and you're just like when you think of those two cards together,
0: it's just like your head explodes. You're so excited. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I, I, I like, <laughs> Venture is definitely one of the cards I like really love and it's never it's just like quite always been below power level in modern. Um, I also think like like I like debate if something like a cryptic command is too powerful or even a Vendillion click. Like these are all cards that I think are like really sweet and versatile and interesting versus necessarily cards like Snapcaster Mage that defined the format so much for modern that I think wouldn't apply to this format in a way that would be super hype um yeah it's it's interesting I I I think blue's harder for me and it also might just be Thoughtscour if I was going to, if I was going to pick a cantrip, it's Thought Scour. I think that card's dope. And- yeah, that's
1: a really, that's a really good point, actually. I like, I do really like the idea of being able to play Thought Scour in this format.
0: Uh, um, just like more cards to make, to make, uh, uh, Arclay Phoenix better. Um, all right. We're now into black. Um, black is a color that has, I mean, there's two really exciting cards that were added as the extra, or at least one. Uh, but Archfiend of Ilfnir is definitely like the go-to sweet. cool cycling card um we have as another board wipe uh so this is a different vibe one but bantu's last reckoning this is the one that makes it so you don't untap your lands on your next untap step so that's uh or you just don't untap during your next untap step uh, i like really i like really like bantu's last reckoning it's
1: a card that i've been a fan of for a while um it's a little weird and i've never found it to be as satisfying as i want it to be but a three mana non-conditional wrath is pretty good like <laughs> that's a pretty good thing to be able to do considering like if, if I skip my own tap step, but I wrath the whole goblins board, I don't care. Mm-hmm, like I do mm-hmm. not care. You know, I'll skip a turn to do
0: that. Um, Demonic Pact people are pretty hyped about, um, and just like all the Vensor. other things that it do, does, is so powerful um, that like sorry it, it's, not answer. Uh, Gideon Gideon Demonic Pact is sweet. Yeah, and that's just that's just something that's legal from the set. Um, Dispose uh, dis di, dis dispossess. <laughs> that card's the worst. Yep. Never gonna say that correctly. Um a card, like there's some good tribal uh, tribal synergies. A card I'm actually very excited about in a weird way is Liliana's Death's Majesty. Um this is the the five-mana planeswalker, five five that it pluses to create a 2-2 two, two zombie and mills two cards, but then minuses to reanimate. So right now there's actually like a pretty weird power level that works for reanimation where five mana reanimation spells are good. Um, except they're all just a little underpowered. And Liliana being able to add it to um barrel rights and like them kind of sharing the spotlight together as redundancies. And then Liliana being able to work when you mm. don't have the card in the graveyard you need, I think is pretty sweet. And I'm, I'm pretty, pretty hyped about. Um.
1: There's a there's a zombies deck people play, so having Lord of the Accursed is just like an extra piece is is cool. It's, it's nice to have like another tribal piece.
0: Uh Never Return, so that's that's a that's another three mana being able to destroy a target creature or planeswalker effect, which like obviously right now the main version of that is the adventure one. So having an alternative that maybe is a little bit better in self-mill decks uh has effects. Razaketh the flat blah blah blah. blah. the foul blooded has been added. Uh one of Liliana's Demon Buddies, another reanimation target, pay two life, sacrifice another creature, search your library for a card, and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library, so this, like, has, like, mm. combo p- possibilities and synergies, especially with the reanimation spells mentioned, um, Torment of Hellfire has won many Cart's a game, fine. well, really, you've it's, like, insane, in- formats in, in like singleton format I,
1: right? I like played it in in my in my in my sig deck in
0: edh and i was always like kind of disappointed it like wasn't as good as i wanted it to be it's a sweet card though uh, i is the big uh reprint in the room uh they it's, get it's it. definitely
1: like it's definitely the card i would say that of this whole entire episode that we all looked at each other and we're like wow
0: wow so like
1: this like wow owen wilson I, because the thing is the, 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 as you mentioned, the, the, the basis for these cards is that there are invocation art for a lot of these cards, which is why they were able to put them in the set because they could already do it. And they were like sort of technically part of the set. Cause like I look at Thoughtseize and I go, like, shouldn't it just be Inquisition? But like, it can't be Inquisition because that doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit. So like, it has to be the more powerful of the two. And like, Thoughtseize is the most powerful discard spell ever printed. I mean, I get whatever the black, blue, surveil one that happens to me often. People play that card a
0: lot. So like, Thoughtseize is so much better. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's interesting that Wizards keeps putting this in its internal formats. Uh, like, me and Sam Lewis, uh, who has been on the cast before um, and works with us at CAS, we're having a long conversation today. Of, like, is Thoughtseize too powerful? Um, Michael, I think, is on the side that it is uh, and has argued, you know, he's kind of one of the persons that, that, that has brought up that, like, one of the issues with Pioneer is that Black has just so much better removal than every other color. And it's kind of my point with with, with uh, what I was saying about Path to Exile, where if Black has Thoughtseize, and literally the next set that comes out gives it Fatal Push, right? The next remastered set brings in Amonkhet, which brings Fatal Push into the format. So it now has, once again, the best two uh, removal spells like it does in Pioneer, and the other colors being that much worse at destroying things. And even as like the third best with Assassin's Trophy in Pioneer, right? In, in Modern, that's not necessarily – or in, in Historic, that wouldn't be true. I just think that like the other colors need comparable removal to Thought and Path or Thoughtseason Fatal Push and, and, and Thoughtsey's being added really makes me want there to be something in the format the other colors can kind of bounce off against. Uh, I think Thoughtsees is a great policeman. I think it's the policeman Wizards wants in every format. They don't like Force of Will for that reason, but uh Thotsies allows decks to play uh just a game that is a little bit um you know, makes it so no deck can ever be too too good without having it the problem I, is is that it can also be used to protect those combos i feel like though if you take the concepts in magic and you go like okay so
1: in an in, in an un in an un uh, messed with world right every player gets to play whatever they want they get to play all of the cheap spells and expensive spells and they curve out into everything and they're not like messed with so if they want a five drop enchantment or like a four drop creature or like the coolest three drop one one that when they untap they do something cool fine but the reality is, magic is also a game that is created with lots of interactions. So, Thoughtseize is a good example. Cheap interaction, like, you know, Light and Bolt and Path to Exile, those exist. And so, when I look at Thoughtseize and I put it on the scale of like, when people are interacting with me, what is the least fun thing to play against? Is it a turn one Thoughtseize where no matter what I have in my hand, as long as it's not a land, they can get rid of it? Uh, that sucks. Land destruction also really sucks and counterspells really suck all three of those are really obnoxious to play against i i don't find counterspells in general to be unfair because they usually have to get to turn two and often turn three in some formats ld they have stopped pushing over the years they don't really continue to put that in the formats in two formats but Thoughtseize, as you mentioned seems to be in all the formats so when I, my Brewer mind, I'm like, I want to combine this kind of janky A with this kind of janky B to make this like pretty cool thing that'll be really good if it gets to happen and I get Thought Seized on turn one, it takes away my in- all my mojo. It's gone. And, I- and I've never much liked playing in formats where I can get Thought Seized on turn one because it kind of invalidates your decision to keep your hand if you're playing a deck like that. And I don't like having to play only decks that are not those decks because that's the way magic's designed. It's supposed to be powerful, but if you want to be creative, you combine less powerful things to make them feel like you.
0: Yeah, so that, I guess, like, I see your argument for for, for Path, right? If Thoughtseize wasn't on this list. And with Thoughtseize here, I think just, like, you want colors to be able to fight off what's happening, and if you don't yeah, do that, I then agree. the format becomes one color is the color to stop things, and you either have to be Able to resist that color from stopping you, or be playing that color. If you could pick any black card, which black card in in Magic would you add to Historic if you could have it? Um,
1: let's think. So I don't, I don't think I'd want Bob. That doesn't feel like a good thing for the format. Uh, we already have a disruption spell. I don't think push with them already having thoughts ease is a good and,
0: thing and push like I don't think picking Calder's cards is interesting right like we don't need it's gonna be added it's gonna be added by the end of next year at least if not yeah next year. another card that I want it's grave crawler I want I want grave crawler I
1: think I think grave crawler works well enough with enough of what's already in historic. It's not too powerful if you don't have like all of the other things. You don't have carry feeder, but you have like some lords like there's like very cool things that want you to be able to sacrifice as aristocrats. I think Gravecrawler is fantastic. That's like a really
0: cool fun card. On that note, I, I, I am uh, choosing to use a mulligan on my blue card and go back in time and replace my answer with Hedge and Crab. That's all I want. Sick. That's all I want in the format. In fact, I like am very hopeful the Hedron Crab is in, in Zendikar Rising, <laughs> just like they bring them back, let them crab around, grab some Hedrons. I mean, Stitcher's
1: Supplier it, like is a pretty is a pretty like well used card in Historic. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty it's like definitely a pretty well played card in Arena, and it's mm-hmm. pretty good. It does it does a strong impersonation of Hedron Crab, but mm-hmm. without Fetchlands, like Crab is a lot worse. So is like, are you hoping that
0: like it's just that with like Fabled Passage, like that's what you're getting? Yeah, I think that's good enough. Or just lands. Yeah both like i'm using it for self mill yeah. right i'm not even trying to like combo someone out i think it's just a sweet card um that's like very versatile as a self mill card uh yeah. I, as far as black cards i think i think actually i'm i'm on bitter blossom as a card that i think would be really cool uh i don't think it's too powerful in these formats uh i think the reason bitter blossom was too powerful in the standard it was in was because fairy cards used it too well there were too many Mm. powerful cards to take advantage of it and there weren't good ways to deal with it and i think there just are better ways to deal with it in the format um and just like a bunch of woman Flies won't be too good but maybe i'm wrong on that but that would be a sweet that's like a card like cards that didn't quite make it a modern are the ones that are like really interesting to me um they like should have been good, but they like didn't quite get powerful. Yeah. Enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they like just like never hit the mark. All right. So, next color, uh, it's the green color. So, the the most the one the card that people are talking about the most and I, I we'll go back to look at cards in a second. Uh, but the most terrifying card on the list, and the card I think that is most likely of all these cards to get a card banned, is Our Promise. This is four to green, search your library for up to two land cards, put them onto the battlefield, tap then shuffle your library. Then if you control if you control three or more deserts, create two 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 black zombie creature tokens.
1: I mean, this is this is pretty easy to figure out, right? Like this is the the whole entire problem with historic right now. If you guys are playing it or like thinking about playing it is basically the most powerful two cards that are currently legal in historic are Uro and Field of the Dead. They're played in the same deck, and this goes right into that deck because you hit five mana often on turn four or sometimes even on turn three. I think
0: you you need Arboreal Grazer into Uro and then you can play this on turn on turn three, three.
1: And that means that Field of the Dead goes crazy. And this card, who cares about the zombies in the deserts? Because you're getting zombies elsewhere. Um, I think Field of the Dead will get banned anyway. So I actually think this card without Field of the Dead is totally fine. And like a fun card to have in the format. It's a cool five drop. It's just
0: with Field. It's just really dumb. And, and it's going to make those decks even less fun to play against. There's like, there's weird, silly shenanigans with the card even without Field of the Dead, right? Like you can you can play this card grabbing... The card is called a Mystic Mystic Sanctuary. You get Mystic Sanctuary, then put this back Uh, on top of your deck, play it again, getting, you know, something else. And like, so you could do some cool shenanigans, even without Field of Dead, with Field of Dead and Mystic Sanctuary. (laughs) I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Uh, And yeah, so that's that's a card that is coming out. Um, Random card that I'm excited about that I don't know if anyone else is, but Haze of Pollen. This is the two mana cycling uh, prevent all damage that would be dealt this turn card. I just hmm. excuse me. Love fog effects that are good when fog is bad, and this is a fog effect that is good when fog is bad. Um, There's a few others. I think. I think like okay. So so one card I think is, I like
1: is Sixth Sense. I like that we have Green Curiosity. I've always liked that card, and, and until now, Historic and and Arena has not had one. Um, that's sweet. I think Ronas the Indomitable is a favorite of mine. It's, you know, not the most powerful, but it's definitely a card that I think is cool. Really of those original gods, it's my
0: favorite of those five, the, the original five gods. Uh, our boy, um, Collected Company is, is yes. here. Collected Company has that's, arrived. That's a huge one. Collected Company is a really big one. Ramanop Excavator is here as yeah, well, which I'm also say. very hyped about. Uh, now, what's cool is in, in Historic, you have Ramana Excavator and um the artifact one that uh, i'm crucible world oh crucible yeah yeah so you know you can full-on lands back yeah. now you get a prowling serapapod Serpoparod, serparparod, cat snake <laughs> which is interesting because it does actually get along with all the cat tribal cards so there's like a weird there. there's that's something we haven't talked about actually and i'm interested to see if historic has it there are a lot of cats in this set and there are some cat tribal cards so the fact that I don't know how many because I have not been paying attention to Cat Tribal as we've been going through this. But it'd be interesting to see if there was enough to make Cat Tribal a thing. Um And then where is the uh, Vizier of the Menagerie, which is the four mana you get to tap yeah. like creature cards from the top of your library. I don't know if this card is that good anymore with New Vivian. Like, New Vivian has the same ability as this card, right? It's just... Uh, instead of you can cat use any mana to cast creature spells, you have all of the other abilities on a planeswalker. So it'll be interesting to see if the one mana less and mana fixing involved is good enough. Um, any other? I mean, I think I think re- I think like redundancy in
1: in like a format like this that's still sort of shallow is a good thing. It means like if somebody wants to do something really cool and interesting, they can. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. You already. You know, you, you haven't mentioned Hornet Queen
0: yet, which I know is like a favor of yours. Well, that's that's a new that card. card, right? That's that's the card that was not previously legal in the format that now is. Um, OK, gotcha. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Hornet Hornet Queen uh, is not is is the the Thoughtseize, Pact of Negation and Rest in Peace slash Wrath of God. White just got an extra an extra boy because White needs help. Uh, probably. Well, Green um, got I mean, Green got Coco. Coco was in. Um, was it not? Am I crazy? I guess it wasn't. I guess that was the dragon's turn. No, Coco's way older. Right, Coco's way way older than this. Okay, so yeah. So it's Coco and Hornet Queen. Those are the two new cards. Um, Hornet Queen's dope. What's cool about Hornet Queen is it's another amazing reanimate target. It's actually probably now will be with a few others as as not in in historic, because what's its face is gone. Hornet Queen might be one of the best, if not the best reanimation target in singleton formats. It's definitely great because that that just needs different good ones. And and the fact that it is like a seven mana card that's worth casting, because when you cast it, it becomes very difficult to lose because you have an army of Doomblade blockers, Um, but that also you can use it to kind of loop and do cool shenanigans. So I'm really excited about Hornet Queen uh, in general, along with collected company.
1: It's also like a card. I think Hornet Queen's also a card that like in those elves decks that are looking to, you know, get like a crater hoof, um, you know, some big, big thing. Like it's another cool option for those decks to bring in when they're trying to just get like so much mana so fast. Right, right. Um, and speaking of green, the card I would add. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Wait, can I can I can I predict it?
0: Yes. Wait, uh, you're going to
1: say Eter- you're going to say Eternal Witness.
0: No, 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 no. Oh. That's dope, though. I would love Eternal Witness. Uh, no, No. I was going to say benchvine. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> There's a fauna shaman <laughs> in the format. That would be so sweet. Like, I like, and it makes sense on a pl- on Zendikar. We're going back. Give me a four three hasty boy. You can get back for two creatures. The card's like never too good. What even when decks that it sees play in Modern, it sees play because other things are good in those decks. So like, I can't bring let my let my angry angry. We already, boy.
1: yeah, we already we already have Phoenix. All right, so let me ask you this because we 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 don't have any gold. We don't have any uh, colorless. What about what's your what's your I think having either a either Bird of Paradise or Noble Hierarch one of one or one of those. I'd be totally fine with that. If you put bird into Historic and into Arena, I'd be cool with that. That makes that makes the format fun. I think it's a little wonky with Uro. I like want Uro to go away. I hate that card. I think it should be banned, but uh, I don't want people turn to Uroing me. That seems like horrible. But uh, if Uro wasn't there, then I think Bird is great. I think Uro eventually will probably be banned. So
0: yeah, so I think I think that's that's pretty much it for the episode. Um, I do want to once again please comment below. It does help us out. Um, also, definitely check out the Discord for HAG Highland Arena Gauntlet. Uh, Pronounced Haug Haug or the Hwag, I don't know. uh, Sydney. High Lambda. High Lambda. (laughs) High Lambda Gauntler. My favorite format in the world. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, Basically, you have four decks on Arena uh, and you roll off and get to play a random one against each other. It's singleton amongst all four decks. The rules are in the Discord. Definitely check it out. It's sweet. It's one of my new favorite ways to play. It's kind of one of the reasons we did this whole episode is just like a bunch of cool cards being added to that format. And uh, Historic, the format we're playing a lot of recently. Ben is streaming uh, multiple times a week, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays for sure, right? At this point. I think so. Yeah, I think Uh, think Monday nights after our after our commander stream then wednesday nights as well yep and we are doing commander stream every monday night at 7 30 p.m uh pacific standard time uh so come check that out we are doing ben ben has gotten the bite of cdh and i have to kind of reel him in a little bit and now he's just like he's he's tasted power (laughs) (laughs) he's tasted power and it's uh it's almost uncontrollable uh so we need to figure out how to how to stop him uh
1: you need you fools stopped. all playing your you fools all playing your underpowered silly cards i like depowered my deck like crazy i took out demonic consultation and Thassa's oracle and all the good things i'm just playing the and free spells that's all i'm playing
0: we can discuss <laughs> this later <laughs> um and then also uh make sure to follow us on twitter i'm at kess wiley um but likely this has been down below this whole time just twitter handles should be below uh Ben is at Ben Bateman Media. We are at the MM Cast. Make sure to su- subscribe, like, follow. All those things are super important on YouTube. If you're an audio listener, thank you so much for listening to audio all the time. Um, and definitely check out the YouTube channel because there's a bunch of content we're now releasing on a weekly basis. So you, it's really cool. Um, big shout out from last week for Chase and Jess for joining us on our Commander stream. Um, and then I think the plan is to announce some cool stuff next week. So definitely stay tuned as kind of new stuff is going to be happening uh, at the Cast. Uh, channel. And uh, we're really excited about it. And thank everyone for listening and all your comments last week. It meant the world to us.
1: Yeah, it's really cool to see them. We appreciate that, guys. Be sure to follow twi- you know, Twitch.tv slash Kes Wiley, Twitch.tv slash Ben Bateman Streaming. Um, and of course, um, as we always mention every single week, a big time thank you to our patrons in the House of Modern. A, 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 a pinky salute to you guys. Uh, you rock we get on we get on a, a discord chat with you guys and hang out before the show every week so if you're considering checking out patreon.com slash the cast and joining we're going to be rolling out some new perks very soon here ways for you guys to get involved whether it's for i do these deck building streams sometimes where i build a deck on stream with you guys then i play it uh, we do the commander streams obviously cast is streaming we've got the main show so a lot of cool opportunities to get involved and uh, interact with us and hang out if you guys are interested so check out patreon.com slash the cast other than that a big thanks to Michael Grothy, who's not here, and to Marshall, our producer. I salute you for all the work you do. Go ahead. Oh,
0: yeah. You guys, uh, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know why. I, don't, I have no idea what content I'm posting there, but it's at Kess Wiley, like everywhere else. But last time I mentioned it, I got like five followers. And they're like, if I get enough of them that are magic-focused and just comment on random videos that, that you're there for magic content, I'll actually start posting magic content. I think I have like a... Th- 1100 followers on TikTok, and I just don't know most of them. I think follow me for like Star Wars videos or like toy stuff I've done. So if I get more Magic people, I'll start posting Magic content because uh, it's like really easy to post there. Um, so and it's not being deleted. So if you just follow me on TikTok. Just do that. And If it gets deleted, it'd be funny if we all just follow each other and then it disappears into the ether. Um, and uh, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everyone in Kes friends. Thanks for making Hag Hag work. Um, and I'll talk everyone next week. Shout! This has been a production of Time Traveler Media, sending podcasts into the future.